Welcome to Work is Calling, where we will learn the experiences and insights of business leaders who see their careers as a calling from God. What is important about seeing your career as a calling? Work is fulfilling whenever we sense success, but let's face it, success can and usually is fleeting. What if instead of targeting success, we seek fulfillment? A sense of calling makes serving God your purpose. That shift can actually lead you to a sense of fulfillment regardless of success. Let's listen to the stories of those who have made the shift and have experienced this. Well, hello. Welcome to another episode of Work is Calling. My name is Wayne Kuna, the founder and president of Soul Priority, a ministry that coaches women and men in business how to transform their careers and workplaces through biblical principles. Today, I'm really excited. Our guest is Bill Ritchie. Uh, I met Bill about five or six years ago. He actually saved me on a project, a research project that I was working on, came in and, and uh, woo. Boy, I'll tell you, you you did a job that just uh, (laughs) took it from disaster to amazing. So, Bill, welcome to your time with us. Thanks, Wayne. It's great to be here and great to uh, have this conversation with you about calling. Yeah, no, that's, I'm so excited. You know, I, you know, we always look for uh, different career paths, and you know, uh, you're going to be a unique one. Just you know, without getting into too much detail, just uh, let the folks know a little bit about yourself. So, where is your career right now? I'm a professor here at James Madison University um, in the College of Business, and um, my my career, my my official career. Yeah, has been as a professor um, since the late 90s when I went back to school to um, get my doctorate in uh, strategic management. Okay. All right. Strategic management. That sounds like a course I must have missed or failed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a class for, um, it's a required class in most universities for the business students. And it's, it's, it's a great course in that it's a capstone so my job, you know, um, is, is basically to tie together how marketing and finance and operations and all these functional areas of a business kind of fit together, you know? So, so after the students have had individual majors in finance or marketing, they take this class to bring them back into the circle of how a business really operates. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we typically do this through simulations and, case studies, a lot of Harvard case studies in the class discussion. And yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun for me. I, you know, from a systems perspective. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I remember you invited me once or twice to speak to your class because of my toy background and it yeah. was, it was a lot of fun. I appreciated the questions they asked and uh, I thought, wow, how come college wasn't like that for me? <laughs> but so anyway, let's move over to personal yeah. things. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your family. What's the, tell the folks, uh, you know, who you are and yeah, what's, what your, your household yeah, sure. looks like. So, um, I've, um, my wife and I've been married, um, more than 25 years now. And, um, Woo-hoo. we've got five kids. Um, you know, two are, are, well, one is, one is out of college. Um, one soon to be out of college. And then um, two others on their way, um, you know, ages 11 and 13. And then, you know, so four girls and a boy. And, and my son um, is flanked by his old, two older and two younger sisters. And, and so he's being special needs. He's been um, just a real, a real joy to work with. And, um, 
you know, just taught me a lot about just variations and everything from learning styles to trusting the Lord for um, just about everything. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I can only imagine. Yeah. Uh, one of our grandsons uh, is uh, special needs and, and um, he, uh, high functioning, but boy, he can, he can give you a run for your money. Um, yeah. You know, to help just uh, describe yourself a little bit. You know, who are you? What do you like? Well, I'm, you know, my, my friends have always described me as very curious and, and I think that fits. That's been a theme throughout my life. Um, I, I basically want to know how things work and, and this could be, you know, anything from our current project with my son, we're restoring an old car. I want to know how this thing works, um, to, um, you know, theories, models, um, you know, my, my jobs throughout college, I always enjoyed learning, you know, what, what caused things to, uh, to tick, you know, within either a little manufacturing job shop or how does this market work? Um, so it actually became kind of a joke among some of my friends, like, why do I ask so many questions? <laughs> so, um, but, but overall, I, I think, um, you know, the curiosity has been, yeah, has been a real blessing, but it's also been a real challenge for me in, in finding a, a calling and, you know, what is, what has God equipped me to do? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I think that would be the, the number one you know, characteristic, if you will, I, you know, I enjoy understanding how things fit together and, and, and then maybe helping others see how the pieces do fit together. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So what's that interesting thing about you that few know about? Well, I'm, I'm sorry. What uh, interesting thing about you is there that uh, few know about you? Hmm. That's a good question. Think think about it. I'll come back to it. So what are some of your pastimes and hobbies that you really enjoy doing? I heard the car, um, you know, fixing that up. Are you going from rust to hot rod or what? It's, it's actually, um, it's actually restoration. So it's, yeah, going from, um, just trying to go back to the original, um, machine itself. So, yeah. So my son and I have, you know, we, we found this old Porsche 914. It, it wasn't, it wasn't really a rust bucket as they would say. Um, but the mechanics of it all needed to be redone, you know, so everything from the, you know, the chassis and the bushings and, um, we just finished putting the windshield back in resealing the front windshield for mm. instance. Um, so, and, and as far as hobbies, yeah, I've, I've always enjoyed, um, building and fixing things that's, you know, ever since I was a kid from, you know, the model airplanes to, um, toasters and, you know, things around the house. Um, I, I know that I'm, I'm sure my dad and, and other repairmen that came to the house were really frustrated with me because I would always hang over their shoulder and watch as they would fix something, whether it was a plumber or a carpenter. And I know there were times when they said, Hey, can you, um, can you step back a little bit? <laughs> So, um, so that, that would, I think that fits pretty well with, with overall hobbies, but as far as active, um, things that I do too, with my kids, we, we live up here near a ski mountain. So we, we do a lot of um, skiing in the winter and, um, some of the Alpine special Olympics, we've, uh, Will has competed in that. And, um, 
you know, mini triathlons, things like that. Um, it's been, you know, so we enjoy doing a lot of outdoor activities together as a family. So that's, that's my most recent pastimes, you know, with the kids just doing, yeah, anything that's, anything that's outdoors and, um, you know, involves either cycles or running and that kind of thing. Okay. Thanks. Uh, is there something interesting that's on your bucket list, you know, want to do thing? Well, yeah, there has been, and it's, one of them is was to live with the family in another country for a semester or two, you know, do kind of a, um, a study abroad. Mm-hmm. And that just hasn't, that just hasn't played out yet because of um, family circumstances and, you know, just life events. But um, I would say that's, that's up there on the top of the list is to, you know, to bring uh, my younger kids and, you know, over overseas for a semester. I think that would be a, top top of the list right now oh thanks uh let me ask you some uh, spiritual questions um <clears throat> do you have like a life verse or maybe a favorite bible story or parable that kind of resonates with you and it's kind of you know it's always there with you yeah there one in particular is um at the end of the first chapter of colossians and paul talking about doing um, everything through Christ who works in him. And I, um, I guess that's always, that's always stuck with me um, that I would want to, I would want to be experiencing Jesus strength as I'm doing whatever I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to, to have that, to have that sense of, of this is the Lord working through me is very comforting. Um, so I, I think that's a, that's probably a top one for me. Yeah. yeah and yeah. That, you know, uh, in, in, you know, in that same area, is there a person or personality in the Bible a character that uh, other than Jesus, because, you know, that's like the Sunday school answer that, uh, that you kind of identify with or, or want to be like, or maybe don't want to be like, yeah, well, one of them. Well, I think Paul would be right up there. Um, you know, in just his, I think his desire to to reach the lost and and, and really just experiencing um, new environments and talking to different people and and I think the way he the way he worked, for instance, at the Acropolis and you know referred to being all things to all people. Yet at the same time, he was able to balance that with his own standards and who he was as a believer. Um, it seemed like Paul had this really unique ability to, um, you know, interact with, with a lot of different personalities and, and backgrounds. And yet he had a great sense for who he was and didn't compromise that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've, I've always admired that, that, that was, that's, that's been a big one for me. And then I guess second would be David, um, so maybe, and again, looking back to the workplace, the way that David dealt with, you know, the, the assault of Saul and then later the, the assault of his own son, Absalom. So I think, um, those contrasts and, and some of the books I've read around that have really helped me when I've been in difficult work situations. Um, you know, what is God's purpose here? Um, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think, so yeah, Paul and David probably, 
the top two for me. Mm, good, yeah. Um, yeah, this certainly dominates uh, the the character studies that there are in the scriptures. You know, they're really both strong leaders, both, uh, you know, people were willing to follow and both spirit-filled. So it's really, yeah, great, great picks. Let me uh, take you over to the area of arts. You know, um, are you a music guy? Are you a uh, a reader? Do you is it books? Or are you a movie guy? Or you know what what uh, what genre of of the arts mm-hmm. are you you know kind of drawn to? And you know maybe pick a book or a movie or a song or a singer and let us know who and why. Well, I'm I'm definitely I would definitely say I've, I'm inspired by a lot of the Christian music I've listened to and jazz. I, I enjoy listening to, to both of those. Um, but as far as the arts, I think what I, what I enjoy most is whether it's solving a problem with a, a current project or trying to come up with a, a new idea or a theory for a paper. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just enjoy I, I, I don't know what you would term this, but I just enjoy dreaming up new ideas for, yeah, what my next paper would be or um, looking at looking for connections between something I'm, I'm experiencing at work with what I've read in scripture and then maybe with a project or a paper I'm working on. So I, I think that's, that's been the most entertaining for me, if you will, if, you know, if there is such a thing, right. In terms of, you know, what do I do to, relax or um yeah or, or spending spending free time it, it's a lot of fun to be solving problems um you know and even if they're just theoretical problems in a, in a paper if you will um yeah that uh i, I get that that's cool i'm a, I'm a kind of a, a person like that as well so i identify with those things well, I, I thought you would because I'm, I'm thinking about our conversations about inventions and, and yeah, carrying yeah. carrying an invention from an idea to an actual, um, you know, physical product. Yeah, I, I think that's the most that's like the epitome of entertainment for me. Just working in that in that realm of hey, let's take this idea and how can we how can we craft something real around this thought? You know, that's that's just fun. Um, so yeah, I don't have a, a strong, I, you know, I played the trumpet through high school, but I, you know, I haven't picked it up since then. And I, yeah, I guess the, uh, you know, following music scores and I, I would probably, if I knew more about music, I would probably be on the, the composer side, but, um, yeah, I, I think that probably fits the, you know, the greatest sense of, um, like entertainment that I enjoy, um, so one more thing before we uh, get, hit our little halftime here, and it's got to do with your heart and your emotions. Uh, is there something that brings tears to your eyes? I mean, whether it's a joyful tear or a sad tear, um, you know, as you look at the landscape of your life or the life around you, uh, is there anything like that that uh, you could identify and share with everybody? Yeah, I I think it um, it, it goes back to working with my son of, of 18 years now. And I've, I, I've, I've been through a lot of um, challenges with my expectations versus what 
reality might be. And I feel that um, the Lord has really taught me a lot about just kind of enjoying the moment that God has given me with, with my son. And, and because of my time with, with the son with special needs, I think that's transferred over into areas of the workplace, um, you know, where it might be a meeting that I don't find very interesting or I, there might be other reasons or, or other um, outcomes that the Lord has in mind for me to be in that place. So I, I, I guess what I'm, what I'm saying is I, the things that bring me to tears often are things related to like efficiencies and, and Oh, I, I get frustrated with why isn't something working the way I expect it to work. And then God takes those things and he, he gives me a new perspective and says, wait a minute, it's not about necessarily getting this thing to work or having, um, you know, the perfect outcome with something that say my son does. It's more about spending the time with, with him or maybe even in this project, it's more about the process as we all know. Um, so I, I think that's, that's the big thing for me. Um, I, I do go to tears, um, often when, when things aren't, things just aren't as expected, you know, I guess that's a, you know, a, a frustration for me. And I, and I end up going to the Lord with that. And, and so I, you know, I, it's just a constant reminder of my need for, for the Lord to um, keep my heart in check, yeah. really. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing uh, that. And um, we are going to take a, a halftime break here to find out a little bit about uh, Soul Priority, the ministry that sponsors this. And then we'll be right back. Okay, Bill? Great. Thanks. Work is Calling is a ministry of soul priority that coaches women and men of faith to transform their careers and workplaces with biblical principles in the book, Work in the Light, that highlights why God created work, shepherd leadership, workplace culture, and the vital importance of a singular God priority. You can find out more about Soul Priority at www.soul-priority.org. That's www.soul-priority.org. Now, back to today's podcast. Well, welcome back to our listeners. Uh, Bill, now that we've learned a little bit about you, let's find out why and how you see your work as a calling. Now, we already, <clears throat> excuse me, we already learned that uh, you're a professor at a major university and, you know, some of your responsibilities but uh, and so uh, with that as a reference point, what's the story behind you viewing your career as more than a job and as a calling of God? Was it a person? Was it an event? A sudden understanding? An epiphany? What what happened? Yeah, well, Wayne, it, it's really been a, a process. Um, when I when I think back over, you know, just dozens of jobs through college, and then um, you know, just going into a few different careers after my, um, undergrad and then back to school a couple times, I, I, I felt like there was some special place for me, you know, for years. Um, but I didn't know what that was. And I, and I think the Lord used that. Well, if, if you will, kind of a, a frustration with, with current jobs, 
to keep me searching for meaning in what I was doing. And, and I guess the best way to describe it is I, some just in God's sovereignty, he, he brought convergence, I think, to my desire to do something meaningful with my work and then with my relationship with him. And, and really the, it's, it's been a long process for me. And I, I, I mean, obviously we're all still in this process, but you know, I, I found myself, um, you know, saying, Oh, here's my career, whether let's say banking for instance. And, and then it, it, you know, after a year, I, I would say, man, this just doesn't seem like the right place for me. And then I would end up in, in, let's say a missions capacity for a year. And then I'm working in a, you know, another country for a period of time think, wow, this, I guess this isn't where God's leading me. And then another door opens up back in business again. And, and I think I was toggling in and out of ministry, if you will, full-time ministry. And then the secular ministry, which we know isn't really secular. I say secular ministry, secular work. Um, and, and I found myself kind of bouncing back and forth. And then the Lord just brought things together for me. Um, you know, through a number of those experiences to realize that my, like whatever I'm doing is a, is a reflection of him. It's, it's not so much a destination, you know, that I was looking for uh, or, or a destination that, that I was, that I was seeking. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, yeah. And, and I guess the, the best way, the best way to frame that is, yeah, I was looking for a thing, you know, kind of a, a place where, where I would have this sense of, oh, just great satisfaction. And I think I was, I was making it more complicated than, than what it needed to be. I, it, it was just the fact that the Lord was walking me through a lot of different experiences to know more about him and to, you know, share with others, um, you know, in that process. Mm-hmm. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, actually, you know, as I listen to you talk, it sounds like you not only learn more about the Lord and how he directs, but it sounds like you're discovering things about yourself as well as you went on your journey, you know, yeah. kind of a personal re- revelation almost. You know, uh, for me, when I think about uh, a calling, I see it kind of like in a divine assignment from God where he places you kind of in a specific place with specific people at a certain time for a certain reason. You know, how would you define calling for yourself now that you kind of, you know, got some parameters? And, and what does it look like? I mean, for you, is it like, do you evangelize? Do you work harder? Uh, do you pray for people? You know, is is uh, truth and honesty a, a big thing to you? Um, what does it look like, you know, more or less day to day? Yeah, I I think that's a great point. I Yeah, I think what what's happened is, the lesson for me in all this has been that today it's often like today is the calling um, to, to walk with the Lord today in the situation that he's put me in for today. And, and yes, and I, and of course I, I teach strategic management. So, you know, we're always looking two, three years in the future, but you're always having to go back to today too and say, what, what are you doing today? And what does it look like? You know, and, and having, well, I guess it's that balance of, of having that, that mission, if you will, and yet walking daily. And I, and I think that's, that's where the calling has, 
has come um, more clear to me that, that so I, I'm at, you know, I'm at a university now next year or two years from now, wherever that is or whatever I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing that to the fullest as a servant of the Lord, as opposed to, yeah, having arrived maybe at, you know, by some terminal calling, if you will. So I guess, I guess maybe what I'm saying is my, my calling has, has been to recognize Jesus working in whatever work I'm doing right now. I, I think that's, that see, because, because my, my role in my jobs may change many times over. Um, it's got to carry across multiple jobs. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. Absolutely. I, I think it's, uh, you know, as, as we hear people's uh, perspectives on this, it's, it's really been forming a picture from different vantage points that really are pointing to the same thing, but in different ways that have different components. And, and for me, it's, it's interesting and our listeners as well, if they listen through, uh, you know, other stories. Um, so yeah, that does make a lot of sense. So you're, you're in a place and, um, you know, you're, you're today's, you know, you're working in being with Jesus today you know, you're partnering with him. So do you have, what, what kind of proof do you have or evidence that, yeah, this is, that was Jesus. Yeah, that was, that was definitely Jesus. This was definitely my calling today. This happened. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think, well, the, the first proof is, is I think the peace that, that comes through doing that on a moment by moment, day by day basis. And, and then, and then that piece of course is, is reflected to others. And then they are reflecting it back to me saying, Hey, you seem really, you know, relaxed about this or, or, you know, wow, this was kind of a crazy time. How did you, how did you work through that? And, 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 you know, I, I'm not saying I'm, perfect by any stretch. You know, there's been many tears in this process, but I think having that sense of this is where the Lord has called me for today, um, has, has carried me through each day. But then when I look back on things, you see that, wow, the Lord has moved me through a lot of different, you know, whether it's research projects, even jobs, careers without, without my stressing about what's my next step, you see? I, and I, and I think whereas in the past, I probably stressed a little more about what is, yeah, what is the Lord's calling for my life? What is the world's calling for me? And realizing that walking with him day to day with those thoughts in mind, but those aren't the primary thoughts. The, the primary thought is what is his calling for me now? You know, like to be with him in my work and, and, and then trust the long-term big picture calling stuff to his big plan. Right. Right. Yeah. Which isn't revealed yet. <laughs> yeah. In the process. Right. So, yeah, uh, right. Right. So did, did you, have you ever had an experience where people kind of just perk up and take notice and say, Hey, Bill, why do you do things this way? You know, what is it about your, the way you handle this that, you know, I mean, do, do people, notice your your sense of calling do they ever question you on it or you know find it uh, unique yeah i they haven't 
termed it so much as a, um, the calling, but it's come out in terms of how I've dealt with uncertain circumstances. You know, so we had a period of time with, you know, months with, with our son, um, you know, in a hospital and it was a totally unexpected event. Um, he was diagnosed with, uh, leukemia and it happened, it happened to happen during my sabbatical, which I had planned a year in advance. Mm. Um, so that's an example of how I, I feel that there's no way I could have planned things like a, a, a sabbatical from teaching with, you know, a long-term stay in a, in a hospital, for instance. Right. Yeah. And these things converge. And then later when folks ask me about it, they'd say, wow, how, how do you, how do you get, how do you get through that? And it was, it was in that moment where I can say, you know, it was taking it one day with the Lord at a time and, and just kind of waiting and seeing where the Lord is leading. And, and actually it, I, I reflect back on um, some of the writings of, and, and I don't want to over dramatize the time and, you know, in, in the hospital, but I'm thinking about Solzhenitsyn, how he, he had such productive times in his so-called prisons in his prison cell. Right. Well, when I, when I first had that assignment to be in the hospital, you know, for a long-term stay, I was thinking in terms of this is a prison cell and, and actually that prison cell became an amazing place for me to think of, you know, new work for my students and, you know, for writing and spending time with my son. And, you know, now I actually look back on it with, with fondness, you know, and, although it sounds crazy, you know, but at, at the time I was, I was thinking to myself, you know, well, this, where are things going to go from here? You know, this anyway, I, yeah, yeah, I think I find it interesting, Bill, that uh, you you know looked at the, you, you talked about social needs and the gulag and and you know yeah. the prison cell and stuff like that. That the monastics called the place where they met with God to be just with Him in solitude was their cell. You know? Oh yeah, you know. So it's I mean it's uh, it's an mm-hmm. interesting terminology, uh, especially as you look at what the word cell has come to mean today. Um, let me ask you, um, what fuels, uh, you to keep viewing your work as calling? I mean, is it something that, uh, you kind of, you know, have to remind yourself of, uh, is there, uh, you know, are there situations where you go to work and it's, you know, today was a slug, it was just work. I mean, is it, you, have you ever offered that, that pinnacle or, you know, yeah. What, what, what is it, uh, that keeps it going, that engine of, of calling going for you? Are there other people involved? I mean, you know, where's, where's that come from? Yeah, I, I think, well, first my, first and foremost, my wife and, um, and, and I think too, it going back to the, the, the last couple of verses of Colossians and, and I think like just by God's grace, I, I think through the, through some of the experiences, maybe with my son, and, and yeah, and even previous work experiences, I'm realizing I'm, I'm maybe more acutely aware of um, my need for the Lord in every day. It's, I think it's more a question of, um, I, I can't, like, I can't not have my faith in the forefront anymore. Like, I just can't, I can't survive without that. Well, does that make sense? Yeah. I, 
So I think that's, that's more, that's probably more of the situation for me now. I, it's, it would just not be a good situation without, um, without a, a close connection with, with the Lord, you know, in, in my work now. Um, but like the stakes are too high. <laughs> Maybe that's a good way to put it from yeah. a business perspective. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. The whole ROI thing, you know, return investment you don't invest you don't get a return you know i mean it's it sounds maybe kind of pragmatic spiritually but it's still there you know um are there yeah. are there spiritual practices that uh keep you connected keeping you you know your eye of faith seeing instead of in your eye in your head seeing what's going on yeah and and now that you mentioned that i think there's there's two key things, you know, again, still having, well, you know, we've got a couple, a couple of young children still in the house, but then with my son with, you know, he has some, some cognitive, you know, he very much thinks like a child and that has been a constant theme for me and a reminder to, to keep a childlike faith. Um, you know, that, that's a big one for me, just appreciating even he keeps going back to, um, you know, his, some of his favorite songs are, are still, you know, the donut man and some of these just great Christian kid songs that most kids maybe depart from when they're five, you know, or six. Yeah. But I listen to these and with, with him, you know, when we're out working in the garage or whatever and, and more and more, it, it just keeps reminding me of the importance of having a, a a childlike faith with Jesus. I think that's the first thing, you know, just from a, from a, like a perspective, having that perspective. Yeah. The, the second thing from a practical, practical point is, uh, with all our kids, we've been, we've just read through scripture at breakfast, um, you know, for the last 20 something years. And even if it's 10 minutes, five minutes, you know, we're working through, you know, right now we're in Matthew, for instance, and just having that conversation with the kids is a reminder to me of, of my ministry, my, you know, my primary calling obviously is to my family and, you know, providing and, and, you know, spiritually and financially. Um, so I, I has been constant and has been, now I'm looking back, you know, just thinking in this conversation, that's been an anchor for me that, we all need Jesus and that, that practice alone is, has really helped with just keeping it a part of our everyday life. And then it's also the foundation for new questions that come up with our kids and, and with me, you know, with the things that I ask questions about of my wife later that day, maybe, or, you know, in the workplace, the things I've read that morning usually come out in a conversation or, you know, some thought, you know, about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that that time and then my time, the time with my wife, yeah, having our, our prayer time together, um, you know, practically speaking, it has been that, that grounds me, you know, having another, having um, that fellowship with my wife has been yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a big part. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I appreciate that. Um, um, and actually I identify with that as well. I agree with that wholeheartedly. You know, I also want to ask you, are there challenges to viewing your career as a 
as God's calling. By that, I mean uh, probably two things. Um, is there a pushback in the workplace from people that are like, oh, here comes Bill, he's the religious guy, you know? Or um, personally, just on yourself, does look work, looking at your work as calling kind of set up a, a bar like a standard that's that's really high, and you're like, oh my gosh, am I going to make it today? And, and I mean, does it does it like? Do you ever feel guilty? Like, oh man, I didn't do it today. You know, I really failed. You know, is, I mean, is there that self pressure on you, or you know? And if there is, you know, have how have you dealt with that? Yeah, sometimes sometimes I felt that um, mainly from the classroom um, where. Yeah, there, there have been times where I, you know, I might refer to something just even without even thinking about it that that had a spiritual implication or even the term Bible, yeah. um, you know, in the past has had, um, you know, I, I could I, I would maybe watch student faces, you know, change a little bit, you know, for the negative, you know, if, if a term is mentioned. Um, but that that has not been that has not been um, very frequent, you know, it, it, and if, if anything, there, there have been times in the past where, um, yes, that, you know, in different, in different universities I've been in, there have been some folks who've just, you know, that right said to me things like, um, you know, some don't even believe the Bible, don't even believe in the Bible or like, don't believe the Bible exists. Yeah. Um, and, they've questioned um, some writings I've done, for instance, I've, I've published some, some works in, in mainstream management journals about um, say a historical event in the, in the old Testament. Yeah. And yet, yeah, some colleagues would actually say, um, you know, I, I can't, I can't talk about that in the classroom <laughs> so, because it has the Bible. And I, you know, I, there's been some things like that that have come up through the years. Um, but if, if, you know, most, most solid academics understand that the Bible is a, as a best selling book is a historical document. So, um, but like I said, uh, you know, some folks just decide to maybe focus on that. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so no, I, I, um, I think overall I have a sense of, you know, my, my work being, um, yeah, a a reflection of what I'm, of what I believe in that I'm going to work hard during the day and be a, you know, try to serve my colleagues. Um, but yeah, I, I do struggle with, with, you know, thinking, oh man, yeah, could I have, what could I have said different here, done different there? Um, usually those, those thoughts come full circle to, you know, I, I, you know, just trust that God's going to, going to work through that. You know, I, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me ask you another question. Um, this is, uh, you know, something that, you know, happened with me when I was in the toy industry or, you know, I was aware of anyway. Are you aware of others in your workplace, your you know, uh, who are in your network of friends uh, that also see their work as calling? Do you have compatriots? Do you have collaborators? You know, do you have partners 
or or is it kind of a Lone Ranger type of uh, experience? Yeah, that's a good question. Yes, I do. I, they're few and far between, but there's a, there's a few um, colleagues that I have who, you know, have, have a similar perspective on calling um, that I think one of the challenges is that the, the perspective of work as calling isn't well understood in, in the uh, in Christian circles as, as I'm finding out, um, you know, for instance, and I, and I see this on the, on the university front as well, you know, when, when say as, as parents, we, we, uh, choose to, you know, send our kids to a, um, you know, a, a state university, for instance, to learn how to be salt and light, you know, with their faith and other parents questioning those decisions and, and, you know, saying they should be at a Christian university. Um, you know, that, that's come up a number of times and, and even within, you know, within my workplace, um, you know, other believers have said, Hey, why aren't you teaching at, you know, ABC Christian university? Why are you where you are? Um, so I think that some of the biggest disappointments come from actually, ironically have come from the Christian community who, who don't seem to understand, um, what work and calling is all about. Uh, so hence my connection with you, Wayne, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, I, I really, you know, I appreciate all of what you've written and, and what you're, you know, what you're working with, you know, encouraging Christians to go into the workplace and, and be the salt and light. Um, so yeah. And so in case in point, um, you know, and more than once, my, uh, you know, Christian colleagues I've had on campus, for instance, and this has been not just where I'm currently teaching, but in other campuses, the, the ministries, the collegiate ministries rarely call Christian professors to come in and talk or be engaged with their students. And, you know, I've been at, you know, I've been at my university for more than a decade. And I think I've been called in once to, um, once or twice to, to speak to students by any of the Christian groups, which is a surprise. You know, I would think with the work and calling perspective, you know, students and, and their, you know, collegiate ministers would want to know more about that. Does that make sense? No, um, it makes a tremendous amount of sense. I, you know, when Soul Priority first began, we had a professor um, uh, from the University of Illinois in the Chicago campus and um, I, 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 I think he had exactly the same experience. I mean, there was navigators on campus. There was, uh, you know, Campus Crusade. There was, you know, um, um, I forgot, you know, one of the other large one is. But, um, yeah, you know, he was, there, were, there seemed to be no awareness uh, to um, network. I mean, you know, yeah. the, the business world networks like crazy. I mean, the business world exists with networking and, and, yeah. and yet, you know, it's, it's our concept. They took it, you know, it's called the body. So, but anyhow, yeah, let me ask you another question uh, before I just throw the ball to you to hit it wherever you want to hit it in the park. But um, work is worship. Do you have a sense uh, periodically or often like 
God, I just know this honored you. This was saying you're worthy. It, it was like, it wasn't a song sung on Sunday, but it was every bit as worshipful as as any one of those. Have you ever had that experience with your work? Yes. And on, on a number of fronts, whether it's um, a co-author that says, can you, you know, come on board and help me, help me wrap this paper up. Um, you know, covering a class or a, or a project for a colleague or just coming up with um, creative ideas to bring more joy into our department, you know, treat yeah. people well. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's been a number of, of events like that. And yeah. Yeah. That I think, I, I think you know you you mentioned the word satisfaction early on in our discussion. I can't remember what the context was, but boy, um, that type of uh, that type of worship. I mean, you know, I think about God, who every day he got finished with his job and he took a look at it. And he goes, "Hey, you know what? That was pretty good." <laughs> and and I think that we have that too when we realize all of a sudden that whatever was accomplished, you know, God given our talents and our abilities and skills and, you know, however we hone them and worked on them, you know, we turn around, take a look and, and say, hey, that was pretty good. God, you know, it's just that that sense of satisfaction that comes from doing things well, you know, and uh, especially with God as the focus. Um, well, I'm going to throw yeah. 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 Uh, I'm going to throw you the ball here and uh, end on this one, but uh, any last bit of advice or wisdom or maybe an insight that uh, either alongside what we talked about or maybe something completely different that you just like to leave everybody thinking about? Well, I, I, I think about the folks who are in their twenties, you know, they've finished university. They may have had their first or second job or, you know, first career pick and and then that's not quite what they expected and um i really i really relate with that and and i i I can think back over years of thinking wow i surely missed the mark in terms of what i was supposed to be when i grow up and and how that's going to fit with god's plan for me and and ministry and you know, having experimented with so many different careers and paths, um, you know, in, in, in the workplace and then only to see years later, how the Lord brought those things together as necessary inputs to what I'm doing now. Um, so I, I would just encourage, um, encourage folks to, to stay, just stay close to the Lord and, and keep, um, keep seeking what, what he would be calling you to. And especially let's say even in the present, you know, um, if it's, if it's something different for right now and I'm just trusting that, that the Lord is going to use that different thing um, in a way, in a significant way in the future, or he's going to use that to lead you to somebody new to, to be yet another direction that the Lord is calling. Um, I, I think that would be the encouragement that, that I wish I heard more of in the past you know, as I worked and then I went back to school and then I worked and went back to school. And, you know, when, when not many other people were doing that, you know, they were kind of getting set in a 20 year path. That's not, that's not always the situation I think with the Lord, you know, there's, there's, he uses all those experiences. And so I, 
So I just, yeah, that was what was on my heart to share as by way of encouragement. Don't get frustrated with it. You know, walk with the Lord day by day and, and just trust that he is going to bring, bring these things together, um, you know, into something beautiful and, and continue to do that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Professor Bill. We appreciate, uh, you know, the insights that you've shared with us. We appreciate sharing your heart with us. Um, you know, we look forward to, uh, well, I just, I have to say, I just love your friendship and, you know, just having God cross our, our paths was really a blessing for me. And, and, um, you know, I just enjoy knowing you, uh, maybe one day we could connect face to face with me here in the, in the Midwest, you, you know, back out East, it would be great one day to, to be able to sit down uh-huh. across the table and have coffee or something together. But thank you oh, so wait, much. I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, bro. It was great, great talking with you. Okay, God bless you, brother. Hang on, we're going to be closing this program. This has been another episode of Work is Calling, a ministry of soul priority that coaches women and men of faith how to transform their careers and workplace through biblical principles. You can find out more at www soul-priority.org. We hope you join us again next time for another interview of an individual who has discovered work is calling.